Welcome to part two of the Hidden World. Within minutes they could only see their way using flashlights. Here and there flashlight beams would land on an old beer bottle or cigarette pack. They walked on until they lost track of time. Simon alerted the crew that they had been walking for nearly an hour since leaving Silas. Laura breathed in quickly. So if we're walking about one or two miles an hour, we're probably more than a mile into the mountain. This observation put a new perspective on the situation. It had been a while since they had seen any graffiti or trash. They determined that they were the first people to venture that far in the mine shaft for many years. To their satisfaction, the crew reached a fork in the tunnel. The track they had been following was even more damaged than near the entrance which struck Kevin as very odd. Seems we're... Hmm. Seems like there was a fight here. Looks like a war zone. I mean, the coal cart is torn apart. The walls have huge gouges in them, and... Kevin stopped when Laura approached him with something in her hand. All three looked at the dirty white projectile in Laura's palm. It's a bullet, Kevin said. Laura took a deep breath and lifted her flashlight and held it under her chin, giving her a macabre look. It's a bullet, all right. It's a Civil War bullet. She's right, said Simon. It's just like the ones in the museum. Each of the crew shone their flashlight at each other's face. Kevin was the first to comment. What the... What is a Civil War bullet doing down here? Kevin aimed his light back to the busted tracks. He approached one of the rails. Come here, guys, quick! Kevin got on his knees to inspect the rail more closely. Laura and Simon stood behind him with their flashlights focused on the rail. The rail was damaged recently. At least not 150 years ago. There are scratches on this rail that aren't even rusted. Simon turned his light onto Kevin. Whoa, dude. You're getting scary again. You know what you're saying? Look at the rail, Simon, Kevin snapped. I mean, what do you think? What about you, Laura? Laura stood rooted. She shone her flashlight around at the walls. What went on here? Simon coughed and changed his voice to be more authoritarian. Okay. Let's look at some reasonable choices here. A Civil War bullet. Not a big deal. Everybody knows this place was active during the war. The rail... Someone else came down here and vandalized the place. Maybe even set off a bomb or something. Kevin stood up. Simon, if a bomb exploded here, the whole tunnel would have collapsed. Laura spotted something in the tunnel wall behind Kevin. It was small and bright, like a little dot, among the blackness of the jagged wall. It's another bullet. All right, said Simon, his voice faltering a little. Something happened here. Let's keep going. Laura, maybe you should take some pictures. After Laura took several photos, the crew ventured farther down the mine until they reached a dead end. There was a heavy timber wall with a locked and bolted door in its center. The door was about five feet high and three feet wide. One plank on the wall was rotting, so Kevin kicked the bottom few feet of the board loose. After a space was made in the wall, Simon and Kevin removed the bottom third of one of the adjacent planks. Enough to crawl through? asked Laura. 
Simon pointed the flashlight upward to illuminate his face and Kevin's. So, who's the lucky one to go first? Kevin looked over at Laura, who had her flashlight pointing up at her face. She shrugged her shoulders. We'll flip for it. I'll take heads, he said, taking a quarter from his pants pocket. Laura moved closer, took the coin, and flipped it on the back of her left hand. It was heads. Simon sighed with relief. Tough break, bro. No problem, said Kevin, as he put down his pack and started to inch his way sideways into the narrow opening. Simon and Laura kept their lights fixed on Kevin. He squeezed through only until his right hand was visible. Simon handed him a flashlight. Kev, can you see anything? he said, pressing his face against the wall. Kevin hesitated when he responded. His voice was tremulous. I, um, can't see anything. It's black, but, uh, hold it. What is it? shouted Laura. It's some kind of vapor or, or smoke coming up. Uh, let me see if I can... Kevin yelled out. Simon and Laura tried to push their heads through the opening, shouting to Kevin if he was all right. There was no response. Frantically, they kicked and pulled at the planks until another section was removed. With both of their lights, they could see that Kevin had been standing on the edge of a gaping hole in the tunnel floor. Simon entered the opening first and found a safe place for Laura and him to stand. Once they were behind the wall, they could see the vapor wefting up from below. There was a rusted steel ladder leaning against the rim of the hole through which Kevin had fallen. Simon yelled down for Kevin, and when Kevin yelled back, The fall knocked the wind out of me. Laura grabbed Simon's arm and leaned leaned her head against his shoulder. It's going to be okay, dude, said Simon. He felt the need to exhibit strength and certainty now that Laura appeared to be interested in it. As they descended the ladder, they realized the immensity of the room they were entering. Kevin had fallen onto a rocky ledge several feet below the opening. The ledge was another twenty feet from the floor of an enormous cavern. Stalactites and stalagmites covered the upper and lower areas of the cavern. There was a luminescence in the cave that was bright enough for the crew to turn off their flashlights. This is amazing, said Simon. Laura, are you getting this? Laura was busy snapping photos. Kevin ran his hands along the wall of the cave. Guys, remember the caverns in Virginia? There was a large cave called the Cathedral. This reminds me of that. Kevin turned as he heard a shuffling below to his right. Simon and Laura had not heard it. Uh, you're right, said Laura. It's, it's a lot like... As she turned, she noticed Kevin was missing. Kevin! she yelled. Simon, who had been using binoculars to investigate the cave, turned in surprise. It's okay, it's okay, shouted Kevin in reply. I found a ladder. I'm almost down. Laura and Simon rushed to the right side of the ledge, where they looked down to see Kevin standing on the floor far below them. Come on down, he shouted up to them. As the other two made their way down the ladder, Kevin hurried to investigate the source of the sound he had heard. Rising from behind a large stalagmite was a wisp of steam or vapor. Kevin took out a knife he had brought with him, and as he made his way toward the vapor, Simon and Laura made their way to him. "'What's going on?' asked Laura. Kevin motioned to Laura and Simon to be quiet, and for them to take out their knives. "'Knives?' blurted Laura. "'What the—' Kevin again 
put his finger to his lips for everyone to remain silent. He pointed to the stalagmite from which the vapor was rising, and then all three moved with a single purpose of discovering its origin. Several feet ahead of Simon and Laura, Kevin led the way. He reached the base of a rock formation only a few feet from the stalagmite. Then he lunged forward over the rock. In a flash, a small figure darted in the opposite direction, away from the crew, tendrils of steam trailing behind him. All three saw a boy running toward another opening. Stop! Please! yelled Kevin, running towards the boy. Laura cut up with Kevin. We won't hurt you! We want to talk to you! Simon ran up beside Laura, his knife still drawn. Kevin and Laura noticed that the boy had looked back and spotted the knife. Kevin waved down Simon to put the knife away. The crew pursued the small figure and came within twenty feet of him before he turned and briefly stared at them. The crew stood absolutely transfixed. The boy was wearing shin-high boots, dark pants, a filthy waistcoat, and a pair of brass-rimmed goggles that had been that had a light on either side. Covering his head was a helmet with metal tubing running from either side of the goggles to the rear of the helmet, from which steam emitted from a small metal box attached to the base of the helmet near the boy's neck. He seemed like a being from another era. He gazed at the crew for a moment. The boy's panting and the sound of the steam spewing from the box were the only sounds. Kevin inched his way toward the boy. Then the strange little figure cowered back, feeling the wall for an exit. He jumped into a crevice in the cave wall, leaving no trace behind. The crew looked at each other, astonished. They ran to the crevice and peered in. Then they looked at each other. Kevin started to laugh. Well, looks like we came to the right place. Laura leaned against the wall. I can't freaking believe it. This is insane, dude, said Simon. No one's going to believe this. Kevin looked back into the crevice. Well, but we're in for an epic adventure. Simon looked back into the crevice. Kevin, dude, I'm heads this time. He looked back at Laura and smiled. She smiled back.